whether open hardware standards from CERN, which hosts the Large Hadron Collider, or the Institute of Loris Leguang's, whatever, for Neuron Research Center, which contribute to and runs largely on open source. But more recently, open source models have benefited citizens in issues too, which are once which were once regulated to the fringe by making tooling accessible to the wider population at a relatively low cost. Well, if you can't code, you're not going to be able to change this. So this still offers some hope that this thing could be uh, kind of have a neutral stance on what we're looking for. Anytime you give more opportunities to discover the gen to discover to the general population, the more option you have for innovation and growth. Sarah Poland Field, CTO of open source company HashiCorp, told Motherboard at the recent KubeCon event, opening up opening that up to open source hardware or software or going down the AI route is powerful for aggregating and managing all of that data. And it goes on and rambles on quite a bit. The problem I have with this is that those are for-profit companies and they're trying to tell you that uh, there is no gatekeeper. And that's simply not true. There's always a gatekeeper with these things. That doesn't mean, though, that we couldn't use this tool um, for our benefit. It says, three Americans started Skyhub three years ago. I was a number, I was number five in the team and then and then two years ago, the American Society shut it down, Hop says. The reason why they shut it down was very dubious to me. They didn't tell us Europeans anything about what was going down. It was fishy. Well, isn't that funny? The paragraph before that, it says, Obviously a grassroots... The article continues. It says, Obviously a grassroots surveillance network distributed across the globe could prove bothersome for nations and militaries that are used to operating in relative secrecy. According to Hoff, the founders of the predecessor's project, Skyhub, had ties to U.S. intelligence and decided to wind it down with no explanation. Oh boy, you know it's sad. It takes a European to tell us the truth about what's going on in America. So, three Americans come up with this idea, but they've got ties to the intelligence community. And this is what I get. I get smashed all the time on Twitter about this, about complaining about certain people who have ties to the intelligence community going on places like the History Channel and the Discovery Channel and on Internet programs and talking about UFO uh, sightings that they've had. And they're going to release this and they're going to release that. And, you know, I have questions about that. And sometimes people tell me, oh, shame on you. You shouldn't question these people. They're, they're above questioning. But here we go. This fellow says, well, they tried to start this Skyhub project in America, but it got shot down without explanation. Three Americans started Skyhub three years ago. I was number five on the team, and then two years ago, the Americans decided to shut it down, Hop says. The reason why they shut it down was very dubious to me. They didn't tell us Europeans anything about what was going on. It was fishy. Imagine that. Hoff decided to relocate to Europe and decentralize the whole project to protect it. Similarly, Nikola Galliat is distributing the data in a peer-to-peer -peer way to build a redundancy and is exploring more cryptographically secure infrastructure like TOR, the Invisible Internet Project, or IPFS. I would just remind you that TOR, as I recall, came from the U.S. Navy. Just a thought. It's really hard to get rid of it once it is deployed and distributed to the world, Galliat said. Whether these efforts find anything truly unusual... Or not, is anyone's guess. But if Sky360 is successful, perhaps we'll no longer simply want to believe we'll be able to see for ourselves. Well, isn't that a novel concept? 
I love the idea of this if they can make it work where uh, you're actually talking about uh, people out there putting these putting these cameras up in their backyard or out in the countryside somewhere uh, filming these night skies filming these day skies and the only the only problem I have with it is that you have AI uh, sorting and curating the, curating the data. If they're able somehow to put these into compact files and just put them anywhere on the internet that people can go through and sort the data uh, themselves, where they have access to the entire 24-7 live cams, now that would be cool. If that happens, it's just a matter of time before one of these UFOs shows up clear as day, and then we can listen to the debunkers tell us how we were fooled again. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about a project called Sky360. That's correct, a project called Sky360. Now, this article comes to us from Vice. It's written by Tamlin Maggies, and the title says, UFO Hunters Built an Open Source AI System to Scan the Skies. Looks like maybe finally there's something being done with AI that will be useful to us. It says, the Sky360 project is building a worldwide network of automated cameras to keep watch for strange aerial phenomena. Goes on, it says, last year the Pentagon began releasing regular reports on UFO sightings after the U.S. government established an office dedicated to tracking the aerial anomalies, which it calls Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAPs, for the first time. But ever since the Roswell flying saucer crash of 1947, officials have frustrated UFO veterans, often dismissing the mysterious objects as swamp gas, weather balloons, or more recently, sky trash. I need to even add in their drones. It says, now frustrated with a lack of transparency and trust around official accounts of UFO phenomena, a team of developers has decided to take matters into their own hands with an open-source citizen science project called Sky360, which aims to blanket the Earth in affordable monitoring stations to watch the skies 24-7 and plans to use AI and machine learning to spot anonymous behavior. Now, I just had a thought. They say they're going to monitor the skies 24-7. Wouldn't that be cool if we could watch the chemtrailing happen in real time? I mean, just imagine you've got this tracking system where this uh, camera is uh, viewing the sky, you know, in this 360-degree view. You could actually have it recorded on there of these planes as they uh, almost seems like sometimes they go in teams across the sky spreading this gray haze. That would be interesting. And then we could use flight radar to go back and look at the time that these things went through and find out if these are passenger planes, say, where they're just using a certain kind of fuel that does this, or if these are actually military craft. This thing could really have a dual purpose. Also, of course, it would uh, be very handy in photographing 
uh, any variety of UFOs that might show up, and it would allow people with cameras located at different places to, you know, actually triangulate the location of this thing, and also work as a kind of a multiple a camera eyewitness. I think this could really turn into something. It says interest in UFOs has waxed and waned over the years, but with the Pentagon's recent declassification of the Tic Tac videos in 2020, an unprecedented acknowledgement of mysterious aerial phenomena from official sources, the frenzy as well and truly the frenzy was well and truly reignited. Confirmation of inexplicable flying Tic Tacs or not, the overarching Air of secrecy has never got, really gone away, although the director of national intelligence now discloses UAP sightings. Many of those remain unsolved, and the U.S. Navy has said that releasing more videos would be a national security risk. Well, clearly, you're not being told what's going on. I mean, they won't even show you the pictures of the shootdowns in Alaska, Yukon, Lake Huron, or North Carolina. It says, uh, unlike earlier 20th century efforts, such as inventors proposing geomagnetic detectors to discover nearby UFOs, or more recent software like the short-lived UFO ID project, Sky360 hopes that it can establish a network of autonomously operating surveillance units to gather real-time data of our skies. Citizen-led UFO research is not new. Organizations like MUFON, founded in 1969, have long investigated sightings, while amateur groups like the American Flying Saucer Investigating Committee of Columbus even ran a statistical analysis on sightings in the 1960s, finding that most of them happened on Wednesdays. That's interesting. However, Sky360 believes that the level of interest and the technology have now both reached an inflection point where citizen researchers can actually generate large-scale, actionable data for analysis all on their own. Imagine, this is the computing power. I mean, just think about this. 2009 or 2008, the first smartphone introduced. And here we are, 14 years later. Uh, look at how the look at how the technology has expanded, especially with this AI. Uh, it, it could be used for more than just, uh, you know, second-rate chat boxes. I mean, this stuff can be used for a lot of things, and this could be, an example of one of the good things that AI can do, I mean, you could you could train these cameras to track moving objects. Like I said, you could train them to spot chemtrails. You wouldn't even have to be part of this Sky360 project. I suppose if you had one of these cameras, you could set it up in your own yard even, maybe. It says, however, Sky360 believes that the level of interest and the technology of how both reached have both reached an inflection point where citizen researchers can actually generate large-scale actionable data for analysis all on their own. It says, there's distrust about how governments manage UAP sightings, and that's why the idea of a citizen science formation to take this into our own hands and to create our own information about it is necessary. Sky360 co-chair Richard G. Hoff told Motherboard, most data is from military use sensors like the National Reconnaissance Office. They have a lot of data, but they would never make it public, nor would they give it to universities for analysis. Well, why wouldn't they? Everything has to be a secret with these guys, doesn't it? It says the Sky360 stations consist of an all-sky cam with a wide-angle fisheye lens and a pan-tilt-focused camera, with the fisheye camera registering all movement, underlying software performs, an initial rough analysis of these events, and decides 
whether to activate other sensors, and if so, the pan tilt focus camera zooms in on the object, tracks it, and further analyzes it. Now, this is where I could see a little problem, Matt, because they're using software to control this camera, and they could very easily program this thing not to follow the chemtrailing program. It says, according to developer Mike Galliott, the software is currently based on a computer vision background subtraction algorithm that detects any motion in the frame compared to previous frames captured. Anything that moves is then tracked as long as possible and then automatically classified. The idea is that the more data these monitoring stations acquire, the better the classification will be. There are a combination of AI models under the hood, and the system is built using the open-source TensorFlow machine learning platform so it can be deployed on almost any computer. Next, the all-volunteer team wants to create a single algorithm capable of detection, tracking, and classification all in one. All the hardware components from the camera to passive radar and temperature gauges can be bought cheaply and off the shelf worldwide with the ultimate goal of finding the most effective combinations for the lowest price. Schematics, blueprints, and suggested equipment are all available on Sky360 site. And interested parties are encouraged to join the project's Discord server. There are currently 20 stations set up across the world, from the USA to Canada, to more remote regions like the Azores in the middle of the Atlantic. While, the group, while groups like SETI look for signals of alien intelligence further away than our planet, very few are searching for signs within our atmosphere, Hope says. Those that are looking closer to home, such as when the main astronomical observatory of the National Academy of Sciences in Ukraine said they spotted UFOs over Kiev all, Kiev all the time, tend to be isolated and working alone. What's missing, suggests Hoff, is generating data at a scale and joining it all together. Well, this sounds good. You've got, you know, right now 20 of these cameras set up, filming stuff all the time. But the problem I have with this is this AI program that's curating the data. And we've seen the problem with AI is, is that, you know, AI didn't just grow spontaneously on its own. We didn't just walk up one day and log on to the computer and there's ChatGPT sitting in the window at having self-manifested, okay? That program was created over a number of years by a team of programmers. Those programmers basically gave that program its personality. As they say, garbage in, garbage out. So the thing that, I con that concerns me about this Project 360 is that who wrote the program? And more than likely, things like chemtrailing, which is a major issue if you are not so blind that you cannot look up in the sky and watch these things spraying out gray garbage across our skies all day. I don't know what are they doing. Bill Gates has said that he would like to cool the planet. I mean, he's on record saying that. Uh, is it that, or is it just a byproduct of the fuel? We don't know. But you should be able to program this, this, this AI for things that you're looking for. So the problem that I have with this program right now is that they're curating and sorting all the data, and there will be tons and tons and tons of data. But as long as AI is sorting that, if it's been programmed to ignore chemtrailing, say, or if it's been con if it's been programmed to ignore a giant mothership, then you're never going to see it unless you go back and watch eight hours of uh, videotape from your camera and you're recording it. So that's the problem. We're still talking about a centralized area, a centralized uh, authority, in this case AI, that's sorting and curating this stuff. And we don't know 
uh, how that program's written. Okay, it didn't self-manifest. Somebody created it. It said, "Open source software where source code is available, free to everyone. Not only forms the backbone of the internet itself, but has long been essential to huge institutions in the science world." Well, if you can't code, you're not going to be able to change this. So this still offers some hope that this thing could be uh, kind of have a neutral stance on what we're looking for. Anytime you give more opportunities to discover the gen to discover to the general population, the more option you have for innovation and growth. Sarah Poland Field, CTO of open source company HashiCorp, told Motherboard at the recent KubeCon event, opening up opening that up to open source hardware or software or going down the AI route is powerful for aggregating and managing all of that data. And it goes on and rambles on quite a bit. The problem I have with this is that those are for-profit companies and they're trying to tell you that uh, there is no gatekeeper. That's simply not true. There's always a gatekeeper with these things. That doesn't mean, though, that we couldn't use this tool um, for our benefit. It says, three Americans started Skyhub three years ago. I was a number, I was number five in the team and then the article continues. It says, obviously a grassroots surveillance network distributed across the globe could prove bothersome for nations and militaries that are used to operating in relative secrecy. According to Hoff, the founders of the predecessor's project, Skyhub, had ties to U.S. intelligence and decided to wind it down with no explanation. Oh boy, you know it's sad. It takes a European to tell us the truth about what's going on in America. So, three Americans come up with this idea, but they've got ties to the intelligence community. And this is what I get. I get smashed all the time on Twitter about this, about complaining about certain people who have ties to the intelligence community going on places like the History Channel and the Discovery Channel and on Internet programs and talking about UFO uh, sightings that they've had. And they're going to release this and they're going to release that. And... You know, I have questions about that. And sometimes people tell me, oh, shame on you. You shouldn't question these people. They're, they're above questioning. But here we go. This fellow says, well, they tried to start this Skyhub project in America, but it got shot down without explanation. Three Americans started Skyhub three years ago. I was number five on the team. And then two years ago, the Americans decided to shut it down, Hop says. The reason why they shut it down was very dubious to me. They didn't tell us Europeans anything about what was going on. It was fishy. Imagine that. Hoff decided to relocate to Europe and decentralize the whole project to protect it. Similarly, Nikola Galliat is distributing the data in a peer-to-peer -peer way to build a redundancy and is exploring more cryptographically secure infrastructure like TOR, the Invisible Internet Project, or IPFS. I would just remind you that TOR, as I recall, came from the U.S. Navy. Just a thought. It's really hard to get rid of it once it is deployed and distributed to the world, Galliot said. Whether these efforts find anything truly unusual or not is anyone's guess. But if Sky360 is successful, perhaps we'll no longer simply want to believe we'll be able to see for ourselves. Well, isn't that a novel concept? Yeah, I love the idea of this, if they can make it work, where uh, you're actually talking about... Uh, people out there putting these putting these cameras up in their backyard or out in the countryside somewhere uh, filming these night skies filming these day skies and the only the only problem I have with it is that you have AI uh, sorting and curating that curating the data 
if they're able somehow to put these into compact files and just put them anywhere on the internet that people can go through and sort the data uh, themselves, where they have access to the entire 24-7 live cams, now that would be cool. If that happens, it's just a matter of time before one of these UFOs shows up clear as day, and then we can listen to the debunkers tell us how we were fooled again. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. Thank <music> you.